Welcome to the MTB Tribe Podcast, your trail map for the world of mountain biking. And now, I'll introducing your host, Gareth Beckett. Howdy, mountain bikers. Thanks for being here, and welcome to episode 202 of the MTB Tribe Podcast. I'm here, as always, to help you find out more about mountain biking, how to own the trails, keep you stoked and hopefully learn a little more about mountain biking and the people involved. So thanks so much for being with us, and thanks for tuning in to the podcast this week. Now, I am taking a couple of weeks off recording. So instead of just putting nothing out there for you guys, I thought what I would do is visit a couple of episodes that you know are making a difference. The guests are making a difference, they're doing something, they're helping the MTB community they're helping the local guys the local riders follow the dreams all that but for this week i decided to re-air the episode i'd done with trash free trails and i think it's a very important episode it's very important to know and learn more about it and how we can keep our trails trash free with so many people now on the trails etc you know we are seeing more trash on the trails more rubbish that has to be lifted and it's an important thing and you know, I know you guys don't want it, and I certainly don't want to have trails full of rubbish. So it's important that we try and get this word out. You know, what Dom and the guys at Trash Free Trails is doing is, is super, super important. Dom comes from a great background, you know, with surfers against sewage, etc. So he knows what he's doing. He's built this thing up over the last number of years, and he's doing really well. And he's getting loads of guys on board to help out. So I thought it would be good to get... Uh, Don't back on the show basically and just rerun his episode. This episode was initially number 149 at first aired on the 23rd of the 6th, 2020. So it's relatively new. It's not an old, old one, but I think it's important to air and get the good word out. So without further ado, let's get Dom on the MTB Tribe podcast. Hi, Dom. Welcome to the MTB Tribe podcast. How's things with you this morning, sir? Yeah, hey Gareth. Uh, good. Yeah, after a few days of incredible Cornish uh, uh, weather, aka couldn't see more than a hundred feet, uh, we got sunshine and, and and the trails are drying up a little bit, which is exciting for the weekend. Yeah, it's typical, isn't it? You know, it's four seasons in one day thing. Oh yeah, especially I know I'm, I've been over in Northern Ireland too, so I I know you guys are the same. It's like if it's windy, and if it's summer, you're probably going to have like. You know, you need to carry every item of clothing you own. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, and, the, and you're going to get sunburn, but also you're going to get soaking wet. I love the I love the days where you. Um, I had it once actually. It was in Bournemouth where I did a beach clean down there, and it was 70 mile an hour winds. I had to tie the surface against sewage tent to the van, and I was holding it with my hands as well. And I got completely saturated, and within 10 minutes, the wind was so strong that I was dry again. I quite like that. Like, wow. So, yeah. So sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's extreme. I think there's an old saying back home, somebody asks you what the weather's doing, you just say, well, look out the window, dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't have high expectations of what it's going to be like in 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Well, Dom, you're um, you're the man behind Trash Free Trails, and we'll get into that, and it's it's uh, cleaning up our trails and stuff. You're, you're a keen mountain biker, but I know of you from the surf industry because you – worked for surfers against sewage um which is still going strong eh them guys are still at it right oh god yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i mean um yeah so i um i um began working for surfers against sewage in january 2010 um and left last year 
to 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 because trash for trails has become more than a in my spare time thing um yeah and, and you know when i when i they mean they, they started in 1990 you know as a single issue mm. fresh, uh, literally the the old strap line was a group of surfers who were sick of getting sick and i know they had like a really good stro- uh, foothold in northern ireland very early on um because of the intense water quality issues that you guys had up there and still have sometimes i think mm-hmm. um but uh yeah you know and it went through a number of iterations but um since 2009 when the new when the current chief exec i mean things have changed a lot you know um we became a charity in 2012 um after being a um a non-profit um and when i started there was well there was four people when i went for my interview working in that office there's oh. now over 25 i think wow um, yeah you know and all kinds of things like it was incredible you know in, in 2009 sas did less than um 10 beach cleans that year and less than a thousand volunteers joined them last year um two and a half thousand beach cleans and, and somewhere near a hundred thousand volunteers and that's wow. just that's just one of the programs you know like like obviously that's doesn't take into account policy work the plastic free communities stuff um you know the regional rex program which has got which which was just seven cool people when i joined there's now 250 trained and equipped regional reps around the country so yeah it's big yeah it's big and yeah. it's you know and, and prince charles has just become their patron too you know so mm. when i started when i started uh the chief exec and the current and the then campaigns manager were still drawing penis in each other's wetsuits and uh, joke, you know. <laughs> it, 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 I just found out that now because my best friend is the head of um, fundraising. They've now, they've now got, which is incredible and really cool. But you compare the two things: uh, an equality and diversity project officer. So this is their entire job is equality and diversity, which is just insane considering how inappropriate drawing penises on your um, wetsuit is in a, in a mm. work, place of work. So um, yeah, <laughs> it's like why. Safe to say they're um, they're doing well. Yeah. 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 Good. And why do you think it's grown to that size? Is it sheerly out of need? Like, is do we need people like this doing this stuff? Is there so much rubbish out there that that needs to kind of grow to that size to be able to compete with it? It's it's a really interesting question because I you know I'd be I wouldn't be being totally honest if I said just yes of course like hundred percent you know it needs to be get that big because it is one of the reasons that I began thinking I would like to, to, to move on really, because I quite enjoy the, the cowboy phase, should we say the, um, everyone's doing everything phase. And, um, you know, and you haven't, you haven't got enough hands to do the job jobs you got. So, so, um, but you know, I mean, you, you need it, you need million, I don't know, you need like thousands of people and, the most talented people in the world all working together in co- in concert to really tackle the plastic pollution problem head on. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not sure I'm saying there really, I'm trying to, trying to be concise with it is that, is that, you know, like for, for example, so I think it's um, 350 million tons somewhere in that region. So it's hundreds of millions of tons of plastic we produce every year that's set to double or quadruple by 2050. Um, you know, behind the scenes of all this, um, you know, all this brilliant plastic pollution awareness, single-use plastic awareness, Donald Trump, for example, has been quietly building new plastic production plants because um, the 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 global 
call for um, petroleum-based products is drop. Uh, so you know, for for um, traditional burning mm-hmm. of oil um, activities has dropped. So they're realizing that plastic is a great way to keep making money to keep the price of oil up. So. Uh. You know, there's so much going on, you know, and, and again, we look in our bubble because we're doing quite well in Britain, but it's much like cigarettes is that you think you wonder why cigarette companies are still so uh, powerful. Well, it's like because it's because it's not, you know, the world's quite big and there's other parts of the world that are behind us and they're started to get into cigarettes like we did in the 50s and 60s. Mm. You know? So there's all these little things going on that you just got to make sure you look outside your bubble. Um I, I kind of I've gone I veered off around the conversation, but what, what I mean there is that um, is that yes, it needs to be that big. They're doing more than just plastic pollution too, so the water quality issue has reared its head again. Um, and there's the thing, you know, one of the things that's got the DNA from Trash Free Trails comes from is that it isn't just that thing, you know, it isn't just the thing that you're directly tackling that's important. It's the the way that you can use these issues to empower um empower people to realize they they can make a difference in the world you know so you mm. use it as education you use it as community and community kind of bonding you know and um and we've seen great great um results from that so you know for example the 250 regional reps many of those are young people they're from all over the country um and twice a year they come together and spend time together you know and that's that's a wonderful thing you know if you can use these issues for good then, then let you know. Mm-hmm. Always, I always try and add a kind of dual purpose to it. But yeah, you know, 30 million tons of plastic escaping into the world's oceans every year, and still a lack of knowledge about what it's doing when it gets into the food chains. Um, me, means that I think 24 people is not that many. Yeah, no, definitely not, man. It's crazy. Like. Don what made you get into this kind of line of work? Did you did you think of this as a career path quite early on? What hmm. got you interested in it? I think it's a it's a funny um it's a funny it's a funny question because you've really latched on to like um uh sometimes it's like a bit of a a bit of a worry of mine like an a bit I, I'm I'm quite an oversharer so I apologise everyone in advance you know it's like, <laughs> like no it's all good it's all good, it's all good. <laughs> Um, but like, so uh, uh, there's many different terms for things like imposter syndrome and, um, you know, you, you don't really think, you know, you kind of worry that you're doing it for selfish reasons. So I, I, I would always describe it as like a compulsion and a, I just keep finding myself in similar situations kind of thing, if that makes sense. I think I would be lying if I said that, you know, like some kind, you know, that I've, I've got some kind of calling that I'm answering, if that makes sense. Um I'm more just like I find myself there, and mm-hmm. and so I when I um I left so when I was 11, 11 years old I I went to Stay Little Outdoor Centre in Mid Wales which is actually really cool just been just been bought by Phil and Polly of MTB Wales oh okay uh, which is amazing so the, the this old outdoor centre that I you know that we all a lot of us in Mid Wales first had our first interaction with climbing and sailing and and that kind of life is now, you know, been bought by a mountain bike a guiding company, which is very exciting. So, um, yeah, first went out and I literally immediately decided I want to be an outdoor instructor, like just no doubt, you know. I grew up on a sm- small holding um, on the side of a hill in um, Wales, like, you know, we didn't, um, uh, you know, we, we we moved from Birmingham when I was four and my mum loved the good life. I'm not sure if you know that programme with Tom and Paul. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Penelope. Uh, <laughs> Penelope, <laughs> not Penelope Keith. Uh, Felicity Kendall, Felicity Kendall, sorry. Uh, many people's first crush of our age group. Um, <laughs> uh, or maybe just me. Uh, uh, and yeah, we, we, we tried that life. So I think, I think it's always been osmosis to me because my mum is incredible. Like she's just incredibly naturally connected to the outdoor world, but she's, she, again, she doesn't have any, she doesn't really um, think that she's doing anything special. Whereas I've always watched her and just thought, wow, you know, like she quietly read about Buddhism. She spends seven hours with like her partner DC jokes about how she, <laughs> you can always find her cause her ass is up in the air and her head's down in a, in a in a rock pool or something on the beach <laughs> or on a yeah and she comes back with sackfuls of shells and things like that uh, which is you know so i don't know it's a weird one again i never answer questions directly sorry it's just that um i feel like i feel like i just i just am in mm-hmm. this world um and and that's just developed you know you 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 develop opinions based on the things you experience you know so i became an outdoor instructor when i was 17 um and quickly realized I was quite, I was quite good at, you know, working with groups and connecting them and building them into a bit of a team and then connecting them to the environment we're in. And I didn't love the British way of doing outdoor pursuits at that stage. So I went to America and spent time and did three years at a summer camp there and, and loved that. And mm. then worked with kids with behavioral problems, um, severe behavioral problems in crisis centers um, around Wales and, and, um, and, uh, that was, you know, that was so hard, so hard. But every now and then you had this yeah. magic moment, you know, where where I found out a kid that I worked with when he was eight, nine, a few years ago was um, a mountain bike instructor. And I took it, I, I taught him to ride a bike and took him, you know, these little moments like that. And um, um, and then I hit a kind of wall, uh, like a ceiling in, and, and, and there's always been a bit of a chip on my shoulder for leaving school at 16. And, and, and I didn't want to become a manager with the kids with, behavioral problems so so i um and i realized i wanted to do more in the outdoors i'd always wanted to be a journalist i had this weird thing like um i'd never ever been obsessed with my work except for a couple of times in america um does that make sense you know where like Mm -hmm. you didn't want to stop for the day and you didn't stop thinking about it i'd always been bored i suppose you know uh not in the outdoor sense not working with the kids but like often i'd get a bit you know bit bored or and 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 then i wanted i wanted to be like it was a weird thing to say like lois lane <laughs> yeah yeah I, like just all consumed by the work you know and i just thought wow how cool would that be um so i thought well the only way i'm going to get that is if i if i retrain you know get a degree you know was the way i thought about it so i i thought right well i want to learn to surf properly <laughs> uh mm. i was 26 and i i wow oh, I can do surf science and technology in Newquay. And uh, and like, that was it really. It was, it was such a quick decision. Just jumped in my, jumped in my Metro at the time and uh, have a surfboard on top that I could barely surf and just drove to Cornwall from, uh, from Midwell or from Shrewsbury at the time actually. And um, yeah, so like I say, it's a compulsion. And then the only way you ever know, and I think the way that um, humans work and, and and the way that we work i think and you might have the same thing is that i think the the way the only time you ever realize why you're doing things properly is when you can get 
kind of have a clear mind and become mindful and become present. Mm. And it's a really nice moment. And I had many moments like that in America, which is why I hold it so dear because, you know, there was no technology there. You couldn't drink, you know, and all these kind of things. And, um, but again, I, I had a moment like that with fasting fast forward loads to why I'm so excited for Trashy Trails at the moment is that right during the middle of COVID, I was um, stuck. It was nice to be stuck there because it's one of my best friends, but I was stuck at my friend's house in Wales because I couldn't go and live where I was going to go and live. And the only thing that saved me was walking his dog every day into the woods. And I just suddenly had this beautiful moment where there was like the, the light was incredible. Um, I could smell these beautiful trees um, and I just had this little moment of presence and I thought of and and, and, the, and the and the project that I wanted to um, turn the spring trail clean tour into which became the selfless isolation project suddenly just crystallized in my mind and it was all about I suddenly realized why I do what I do it's, mm-hmm. because, it's because of what these spaces do for me and then and having that moment of why was so important and actually I need to do that again because I've become you know again it's kind of life has ramped up since um yeah long question long answer I hope and the really important thing so sorry to say is you say what the compulsion is I want to make it really clear is a very very big part about what we do at Trash Free Trails is we 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 and it is different to some of the organizations is we're never going to tell you why you should do it we're we, we would like to help you realize why you'd like to do it Mm-hmm. So in other words find your own why yeah yeah it's cool uh for sure and we'll get into that a wee bit later um because what you're doing i think is required now uh tries for trails i think it's very very cool um and it's amazing the amount of times i've been out in the trails seen trash and complained about it picked some up put it in my backpack but never really thought of doing anything more than that um so it takes somebody like you that switched on that can just turn that switch and and change that kind of feeling into what you're doing now with trash for trails um so it, it's very very cool now you were doing trash for trails kind of on a part-time basis while you were still with surfers against sewage um can you tell us about that about that switch how that happened how you decided to go full-time any trash for trails uh yeah yeah so yeah it's um i suppose you go back maybe like 2012 13 maybe 13 i think it was and and, and was really, really, really back into my mountain biking because I'd been kind of like more into my surfing for about 10 years. There's a number of reasons for that is that um, surfing is easy to do on a hangover and I was living in Newquay. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, there's not many things worse in this world, I don't think, than uh, climbing a mountain bike with a hangover. So um, so I was uh, uh, around 2012, you know, 12, 13, 14, the, and we're all seeing that now, you know, like the 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 bloom of awareness and action around uh, marine conservation, particularly at the grassroots level, you know, beach cleans, for example, is, mm. is the one that everyone really knows was just starting. So like in 2010, I'd go to, you know, even like I, I came across to uh, Port Rush 2012 um, and did a, um, did a beach clean with barefoot, uh, with a barefoot wine um, as well. So we had wine for people and, um, and a barbecue, which is quite nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are the days. <laughs> oh i i i i remember those uh we had good fun actually and went out that night in uh, port stewart um but um uh we um we you know you kind of i started to realize it and then all of a sudden we're getting 
you know, for our spring trout, for a spring, uh, sorry, <laughs> the spring beach clean, we're getting rather than 10, we're getting 300, you know, 300 events around the country. You're like, mm-hmm. oh my God, something's happening here. And like, it was just ex- exponential, the growth, you know. And so the, what, the way I class it, there was like a noise, like a bit of a deafening, you know, it was it was getting big. And I used to sit on the top of a climb or, you know, next to a pile of Lucozade bottles or a really good example was the watershed moment was Cum Khan in South Wales. I was at the top of uh, the, I'd climbed to the top of the um, uplift there for the downhill. And there was a literal snowdrift of plastic bottles. And some of those bottles had piss in. And, it, oh, and they'd what? been taken up there in a vehicle, you know, it just it was just like oh my god right and and so i had that and then i you know was doing a bit like you i was doing the ranting and raving and and the side of um um you know side of the trail with my friends and again i suppose it was a little bit of this grew up in mid wales didn't get a degree till 26 imposter syndrome i was like oh we should you know something should probably be done about this and then i kind of started to realize wait there i i'd been given a uh, a promotion at surface against sewage so i'd become the a project projects manager so in other, i was in charge of the beach clean program the education pro- i'd been in, in charge of it anyway but i you know it'd become big now uh, a beach clean program education program and our regional reps and community events so really mm-hmm. anything to do with community activation and i, and I was like sitting there moaning and i think with it i was like right there in the uk i suppose i'm one i'm fairly qualified to do this for yeah. for trails you know i was like uh, yeah you are i suppose like if you put your cv if you, you know so that that was a big one and then the other one is like i also had something that developed from my time in america i think really is i've never had any time for um shock and blame and shame and outrage it's just it just doesn't do it for me it's like it, it feels completely pointless you know so mm-hmm. Oh, I can't believe people would do this. And I, I just sit there going, "What's the point of what you're saying? There's no point to it whatsoever. Like, pick it up or shut up, you know, or or make a plan to engage with these people." So, so, I, and, I, and again, I started to think, well, the only way that's going to currently the only the only other organized organizations that might start doing this in the mountain bike world, I believe, I believed, I won't name them, you know, but I believe would have made a hash of it because they would have they would have immediately alienated the mountain bike community with negativity and um, kind of rules. And, you know, so, so yeah, so um, I was around 2004 and I had a wonderful girlfriend at the time and and she was an amazing designer. And so we started trying to design a logo up and I got a bit lost in trying to, to, to make trash free trails into an organization immediately. So much so that, not too much happened at all until I suddenly went like late, late 2016. Um, sadly, a lot of stuff had happened during that period too. Uh, my father had passed away and a um, few things had happened that, that, yeah, you know, so, so um, that kind of explained that mm-hmm. gap, you know, and, and SAS too had just gone bananas. You know, for example, 2015, we organized our first event, which I project managed um, a royal event for Prince Charles. So it was just, there was no spare time. Um, um, but I, right, I, I finally, I must admit that a little bit of competitiveness came in. I heard uh, Keep Britain Tidy did one post with Steve Pete in late 2016. Okay. Uh, 
and I was just like, right, if I don't, if I don't launch Trash Free Trails, someone else is going to launch Trash Free Trails. And and really, I'd learned SAS is you only get one chance to be the one that to be the organisation that people say, you know, oh that's a nice idea. Have you heard about Trash Free Trails? Is that yeah, makes sense? Yeah. So so I was like, right, okay. And literally, I just thought, well, just keep it simple, stupid. Um, I just um, set up an Instagram account um, and just started talking about it from a personal point of view. And 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 my current a current like, amazing colleague again because I'm so lucky, like. I'm, uh, you know, I'm a right monkey when it comes to design and things like that. Like I know what I want, but but I get to work with a lot of really cool designers, and um, th- you know through our projects. And uh, this, this woman who's become a great friend of mine now, Ellie, she designed the logo for us really quickly, and it was like immediately. That's exactly. I think she knew as well. She'd done. I, I've got this typography. This, this um, uh, yeah, that I've been using, and I think it'd be perfect. And she showed me. I was like, yes, that's it. So we had, and then suddenly we had our logo, and suddenly. Just having the logo feels so cool for me. I always like to, I always like to like get an identity for something because then it feels real, mm-hmm. you know. So we did that, started talking, and as soon as I did that, people, I'd say pouring in's a bit over the top, but but people began, you know, from all over the world saying yes, yes. So you know, it's so important that we start talking about this. We we you know this has been this has been something we've been wanting to talk about for a long time, um, and it just grew from there, you know, and that then became you know so then you asked the question about making it balance the surface against sewage as i was full-time i was at that stage my title was head of community and engagement um and then uh i was already starting to struggle um with my mental health um and also physical health i had a problem with my sinuses it's really hard to explain essentially I had this cyst in my sinus for eight years that had dissolved all of the bone in the back of my jaw into my sinus. Oh, dude. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, and it suddenly went pop in uh, oh. November 2016. Literally pop. Well, I was, I'd been ill all week trying to do an education tour. My poor friend Ellie had been with me putting up with this really weird guy who was, like, dying and then trying to talk to kids. And then, uh, um, uh, and it, yeah, literally my jaw exploded in the drive on the way back. And, um, yeah, so there was two operations on that. Uh, oh, yeah. man. <laughs> uh, um, and what date was this? Uh, that was November 2016 it happened. And then throughout 2017, I had two operations because the first one didn't work. Um, uh. um, and I was facing up kind of like late up, late 2017 up to the possibility that um, I might have a kind of new normal, as in they might have to do a third operation and um, – drill me a new sinus hole and all kinds of stuff so yeah <laughs> and i was trying to work at the same time and then my poor you know my, my i had a team and i'm trying to run that team like yeah it was um uh so very uh, stressful man very stressful yeah i i think at one point i had 753 emails what that i, that I couldn't delete um dude yeah. you know listen yeah. for stuff like that you would have to say to me, look, you do this for 10 years and then you'll never have to work again in your life. You can buy boats, you can buy villas, you can buy, <laughs> that's the only time I would do something like that. <laughs> yeah, well, I've always, like my, so, this, you know, I've, a co- I've got my co-director now, Ben, you know, which we put further forward in the story. Um, but um, he, he's similar to me. He's like, Dom, like, you know, 
you need to eat kind of thing or you need you know we need to I, yeah. I don't i don't know what that is either I, like i've yeah um but i think it's probably some you know some, some deep-seated stuff where it's like you know you need to please or whatever but um uh yeah so it, it's tricky i definitely veered off but it's a very important to me to talk about it and and i hope i don't like add too much doom and gloom into the podcast and put anyone off listening but i also we have had i have had some really good responses from being able to talk about this is that in january 2018 um i had a breakdown yeah it went pop basically is probably the way of putting it i found myself staring at a fire with no with no, nothing more than staring at a fire for five nights in a row and i was like yeah i think there's something i think i'm i think i need probably need to put my hand up here and and uh, yeah and luckily for me my best friend in the world and he is the um part of the management team for surface against sewage you know i could tell him everything and i told him and he said look i'll speak to the chief exec you know who was a good friend at the time and um you know and um uh, yeah and uh, that so that was January 2018, and everything kind of had to be parked for a little while. But then that was the them agreeing to me having a sabbatical. Okay. Um, yeah. So so that I went down to four days a week um, to just to try and level off a bit, and um, and had the sabbatical to look forward to that August. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's like one big milestone really in the story, I suppose. Really in, t- in terms of the how trash free trails was going it was both a blessing and a curse during that time because i have this problem with people with thinking people are expecting things from me and thinking that i'm not doing as as what as much as i should be if that makes sense yeah and you can sense it because the because the it, it's a, it's a thing to deal with i always think is a very delicate thing to deal with when you're working with volunteers is there's that delicate balance of asking people to give you their passion and then not being and not and then not making proper use of that respectful use of that you know mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. let's say look you know i've donated i'm donating my time to you i've decided you're my cause and you're not you know you're not, you're not kind of respecting that you know so and, and you're not making use of my skills because many people who do it are very very talented mm-hmm. so yeah yeah i'll pause there <laughs> for now and because uh, there's a you know it's chap- next chapter i suppose is would be on the horizon yeah like it's difficult you know and you know you kind of sound a little bit like me when i get into something i kind of forget to eat and things i can easily forget about lunch and things like that because there's just so much going on um and yeah like it's difficult people think i'm sure the, the majority of people think that you know, you're running a non-profit uh, organization and everything's cool and, you know, it's you're working in the environment and it's all cool and everybody's chilled out and all, but it's very different from that. Huh? There's a lot of work goes into it and a lot of stressful times. Yeah, 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 there is, yeah. Um, but again, um, right now, again, sitting here talking to you, things are, other than finances but that's covid you know everyone's everyone's having the same thing with COVID, so mm-hmm. we don't we don't need to go down that route you know except for later on maybe when i put my hand up and say anyone in the industry wants to support the work we're doing can but um you know i made some promises to myself and to the organization when i left surface against sewage because surface against you know the chief exec is 
I've never, I've never, I think he's probably the only true workaholic I've ever met, you know, uh, well, actually mm-hmm. my mate, the head of fundraising is coming that way now as well, you know, and some, there's only very few people who can do that for a prolonged period of time. Um, yeah. What other people can do is join in, you know, and, and, and do well for a long time. But I realized that, you know, that I didn't want to do that forever. And I didn't want to promote that as being the way that you, create positive change for environmental people. So it was, uh, you know, there's lots of these, I learned 99% of what I learned at Surface Against Sewage was the best like training for running your own kind of grassroots organization. But there were some that, 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 you know, some parts of that were, I don't want to do that way. You know, little things like come back to the self-isolation project. You know, the very first part of anything we do with people is put everything down, put, put your, I need to make this change down. I'm angry about this down and just go, right. We're just going to go for a, the gentlest, quietest spin on our bikes. And the only thing we, only plan we have is to notice, is to mm-hmm. notice, let things come to us, is to notice what it is about this place that's important to us. Um, you know, so because I think all too often we focus totally on the problem and not on why you care about the problem so you need to have the yin to the yang the positive to the negative mm-hmm. um so that's a really big part of what we do now you know we promise ourselves that you know people the sas guys don't surf much anymore like <laughs> which is yeah. right because people are donating a lot of money but sometimes they don't surf ever you know and they're missing they're missing whole blocks of swells coming in even in the mornings or the evenings you know because you can't switch off mm-hmm. so that's really important to me because that that um you know, kind of what's the word transmits out through everything you do, I believe, you know, all the way to the very end ends of the capillaries of work you do right to those people, which really for me, the ends of those capillaries if that makes sense. If I'm making sense of that analogy or whatever, um, that is, is kids that you're trying to engage with the issue. What, mm-hmm. what and, and, and they're and stepping away from surface against sewage, but something I've come across during my work at the moment, um, has become very important to us is trash free trails is a thing that's i've kind of changed the n- name of it but it's related to it's called climate grief and there is a thing about eco grief and they kind of have two meanings one is for um communities such as in greenland who for their entire history there's been a gigantic glacier right there in front of their houses and it's gone so this just completely unfathomable change in there. Well, it's like a mountain's gone, you know, like if you've mm-hmm. got a mountain, you've gone, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. Um, um, uh, so there's that, that's a, a psychological phenomenon that, that psychologists and scientists and psychiatrists are, are looking into right now. And there's also climate grief, which is kind of associated, but it's, it's, I, I think it, it will be exactly the same with plastic pollution. So I, I've started to call it eco grief as well is, um, we've done and again related to kids we've done such a great job in the last 10 years especially of engaging kids with the problems with the threats that our our environment and our world's um facing you know essentially to a lot of these kids you're five six year old kid we've got 10 years to to save the planet so in their hearing i'm gonna be dead in 10 years my whole family's gonna be dead in 10 years Mm. It's like for us, nuclear war. I had an issue with with nuclear war when I was a youngster. Maybe this is why I have an empathy for it now, you know. Um, uh, Nightmares, all kinds of stuff. A plane was circling overhead. So, um, um, 
you if bring that forward is that you, we need to teach them how to put their tools down and enjoy the environment like edward abbey says i'm not sure if you know edward abbey you know be a half-hearted um fanatic you know uh, right, save, right yeah save half for yourself and to, to enjoy the environment you're trying to protect while mm, it's still yeah. there, while you still can is that's as important as the protection work because they they have to feed each other um and the problem is when you starve one end you're going to run out of steam one day i think my theory you know like so everything in this barring any scientific facts i quote um <laughs> and I'll, I'll even give you the <laughs> the references for um you know these are my opinions but they're based on well since i was 11 years well since i was seven years old really um thinking about what the environment does for me and 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 then how that little lovely spark of light erupts in kids eyes or maybe a maybe a chap who's struggling like me with mental health you know issues and comes to that trail clean that day and makes a new connection with someone you know yeah think about that side of things too yeah for sure and it's a nice way to look at it for sure it's different you know um i certainly would be of the other the other side of the coin really and would get quite upset about seeing all this rubbish um and it's funny. Oh, don't, yeah, don't get me wrong about that. Yeah. I lived in Bristol for two months this start of this year. I never lived in a city, and it really affected my health. Uh, I it started to affect it because I was just thinking I, I I'm surrounded by it. I can't. I don't know. What to, yeah. No. Yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> Privately in the background, you have your events and your rants, but then I think it's my job, our job, to present a positive mm-hmm. front. You know. Yeah. Like front. what role? Like. Trash for Trails is up and running now. When did you officially start then, Dom? Yeah, well, I'd say, um, well, you know, it had a website. So in, in the, the next chapter, really, in July 2018, I got got the website up and running. I managed to get that going because that's important um, for me. And I went on the sabbatical, but I, I wanted the sabbatical to be, firstly, an adventure. I wanted to do a proper adventure in once in my life. Um, you know, again, go back to when my dad died, he died young and he died unfulfilled of a certain, a few things. And I kind of remember stood looking at him, you know, the, the funeral home and just going, I just, I just said no to myself really. Just no, like there's no way, you, you know? Um, but then I, I, like many people, I quite like having a purpose to my trips and to my holidays. Mm-hmm. So it's not, I'm not really a go and sunbathe yeah, yeah. kind of person. Uh, uh, so I love adding purpose. I thought, well, how can I add purpose to the sabbatical? And the first thing I did is I thought, well, I'd like to raise money for a mental health charity. So I um, um, pledged to try to raise, uh, pledged I'd try and raise three thousand pounds for um, the campaign against living miserably. But also wanted to go and uh, uh, ride some massive um, bike packing, backcountry bike packing expedition. So I did the Oregon Timber Trail, which is seven hundred wow. miles. Um, so uh, it was well, it's solo, but then I bumped into some Alaskans halfway, um, and then I went to Tibet and did 13 days in Tibet, and I did the Annapurna circuit in Nepal as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and obviously, obviously, the primary thing for that was fun and my own personal enjoyment. But then I thought, well, you can do that, and you can do some other stuff too. And so then I raised the money, and then I wanted to test Trash Free Trails as a as a what's the word, you know, a concept, you know, yes, okay. so I, wanted to, I wanted to have hard conversations with 
you know, quite grumpy Canadians, you know, with super clean trails. I wanted to find a place in Oregon where actually I rode for three days and I didn't find a single piece of litter because I didn't see another human either, you know, mm. uh, and then test it and tell stories and see what, what I got in return for all that. And the long and the short of it was, and see if I could put it down to see if actually went there, maybe you could put this down, you know, maybe you don't need, maybe, maybe you don't need to thrash yourself because it is going to, it is going to be hard, you know, um, mm. and come to the end of that really. And the, I had a lot of things I needed to deal with back here. Uh, that was a big realization riding all day going, Oh, Dom. Yeah. The Oregon, the Hills of Oregon, you can't, it's not really where you can sort this out. You need to be back there. Um, uh, but long and short of it with trash free trails is I came back a month early because I wanted to have a Christmas gathering of all the people that, that have now become our, our ambassador team, our A team, because yeah. I, I knew it was what I wanted to do. I knew it, I knew it was real. I knew people liked it and I knew I could do it. Um, yeah. So that's, that's what happened. And I came back and, and still financially, it w wasn't going to support me. <laughs> it's not now. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, um, so I knew that we had to, I, you know, and, and luckily for me, Surface Against Sewage were amazing. And they said, look, how about a new role? So, you know, you don't, you don't, you're not part of the management team anymore. You're not head of this. You, education manager which is you know my main passion really i suppose would be the education side of things there um and four you know four days a week education and you can do your trash free trails work um mm. and then uh, by then ben uh ben gaby who's had 20 years in the mountain bike industry notably with with kona um he'd said look dom you know we've been talking a lot we've become really good friends and he said, look, I'm, I'm in, I'm fully in too. And if I'm in, I need to be even Stevens with you. So that was December, 2018. And we also had Jez, the wonderful Jez from Trek say, look, if you get this proposal to us and we like it, we're prepared to give you enough money, you know, um, really good money. So yeah, well, there we go. They, 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 they gave us 10,000 pounds to run, our first professionally delivered project, the Spring Trail Clean Tour 2019. Mm -hmm. wow. I'd say that was when we became, you know, an organisation. It was an incredible week in April 2019. Um, and, yeah, we've leaps and bounds since then. Yeah, wow. Crazy. And, you know, it's – I know you do work with some um, partners and stuff like that, and we'll maybe chat about them a little bit later, but it does take those kind of – people involved to get stuff running eh? oh yeah like it's amazing you know jez was, was the first doctor he, he fully stuck his neck out for us you know he went in front of his boss and he said i believe in this i, I believe in these guys but that's it it's all he had you know like yeah. and so it's just brilliant that he, that he did that for us you know and um um and um you know and he's still with us now you know he's become a great friend um you know, we've worked together at the same level this year. Again, they stuck with us when COVID hit, you know, when we couldn't deliver the spring trail clean in the way that the agreement had been signed to, del to be delivered, still stuck by us, still supported us, enabled me to be on this call. I probably wouldn't be on this call with you now. No, I mean, mm -hmm. I'd say almost definitely I wouldn't be on this call with you now because um, of the way that w it works that, you know, the, we know the guys at Shift have contacted you and said, um, listen, the amazing guys at Shift are doing pro bono for us this whole 12 months. 
but they were only trialing it for three months. But it's been, you know, we've done so well since COVID lockdown that they want to do 12 months. And it's like, it all, you can, you could just trace it all the way back to Jez, you know, yeah. that conversation in Bristol in a weird vegan burger place in January, 20, 2019. Um, yeah. The problem, the problem, the, the problem, I suppose, the opportunity becomes a problem for, for me and for Surface Against Sewage is that um, I put everything into getting that spring trail clean tour done, um, for, which meant that it was brilliant. But both Ben and I was had so much like on the back burner that as soon as we finished, we had to drop it. And you can actually see it in our social media stats and all kinds of stuff. We had this brilliant momentum. And then because we had so much work to do in our jobs, you know, and, and I, you know, I had to pay respect to Surface Against Sewage for what they've done for me. And I had to go and do my job properly for them. Mm-hmm. But to completely drop Trash Free Trails for two months. And we kind of lost a lot of that momentum. Um, uh, yeah. And there's loads of little things like I, fi- I find myself, whenever I go for a walk on the beach for eight years at Surface Against Sewage, I would be working. So I'd be walking along the tide line and looking looking for plastic and I'd be using what I found as little, just naturally doing it. And it would spark little thoughts, little ideas on engagement projects and things like that. Mm-hmm, and, communications. Mm-hmm. and what I'd found since then, uh, my, it, my I'd started doing that for Trash Free Trails and my productivity had dropped for, for Surface Against Sewage because it's not a nine to five job, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, of course. It's every, every, pretty much every waking minute job, which yeah. is to a lot of your friends and, well, they're, they're, they don't exist anymore, girlfriends. <laughs> girlfriends <laughs> at the time. But, um, uh, yeah, so, so it just, yeah, it became obvious that if Trash Retrials deserved more, Surface Against Sewage deserved more, and I had learned a lot about myself on my trip, notably, at 5,000 meters about the fact that I didn't want to leave things. I didn't want to have what ifs, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, it would have always been a what if, if I hadn't have taken a leap for trash free trails. Um, and we're still in, the, <laughs> we're, still, we're still in the, uh, in the, what, in the, what the hell phase, I think. But, um, but uh, yeah, well, I mean, one of the reasons that Evan at, shift contacted you and the reason that i'm talking here and i'm looking 57 minutes into the chat and i haven't <laughs> mentioned the you know that this is we're on the cusp i'm talking today you know friday the um uh 11th is it 10th 11th of 10th yeah, of, something like <laughs> and on, i know i'm not sure when you put it out but on you know, july 14th we're about to launch uh our biggest most uniquely ours because i'll be honest a lot of the stuff we've done so far has been what i learned to do at, at surface against sewage so mm-hmm. trail teams grassroots community building you know that kind of stuff this is the first totally ours project we're, we're launching with bosch e-bike systems supporting us which is amazing um our state of our trails report project um which is which full game changer for us you know yeah and, and again, is that the is that the baseline study? Is that the same thing? Uh, yes. So uh, the title is is an interesting one. So the, um, hopefully we'll have a chance um, to explain what the state of our trials report project is and how it how and why it's so important and why it is essentially what we'd call the hub project for trash free trails for the next five years. 
definitely think in terms of a hub on a mountain bike wheel. Um, but uh, yeah, so it's a five-year project overall, but we need to, obviously we need to keep that project rolling and keep people interested and keep our community engaged over that five-year period. So we've got a number of kind of mini reports we'll do as we go. Um, oh, okay, okay, yes, all yeah. right. Yeah, so, um, and big moments. So what we're going to do initially is um, we've, Bosch have, again, amazing, you know, Chris Assel at, at, at Bosch, met him through Jez at Trek at Tweed Love last year in the mud, you know, spent time with him. So, again, another thing for us is, is, is people that's most important. Uh, you know, I, one of my best best um, relationships with a partner I work with in um, Surface Against Sewage was, was with Greg's The Baker's. And it mm. wasn't because of the brand or whatever, the company. Many people might go, oh, Greg's, we work with Ecova. And everyone was like, oh, Ecova, amazing. I, I didn't enjoy the working relationship, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't particularly believe that people had the same values that we had. Work with the guys at Greg's and their family and their community, you know, and they've been there for 20 years. And I loved it. So, sorry, that's the same thing with Chris. Is like, you know, we connected as people first. Um uh but yeah so they've been incredible because we need to get the project up and running um to fund us to basically create what we call a baseline study so in other words we're i've got a dog that's just woken up and he's decided he wants to bite me Um, (laughs) and uh he's a puppy Uh, so uh the baseline study is that first year where we essentially create the blueprints the roadmap for the entire project Um, so we'll get some 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 snapshots of the state of our trails you know so we'll really we'll kind of have a good idea of the directions to go in because what i'm really again really proud to say is that we're working with um uh, bangor university academics of bangor university to 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 the project so the project will be a postgraduate level research project for five years wow um yeah um it's going to be a master's project it it's uh it's a strange thing to say but I'm going to be doing the masters for the first two years, uh, uh, mm-hmm. part time, which is just really exciting because it means I get to fully embed it into trash free trails. Um, and, um, uh, so the really cool thing there is that, is that this baseline study gets it going. There's an appetite from Bosch to be, be involved for the whole time, but they obviously don't know, you know, we're an unknown quantity for them right now entity. Um, and what's really exciting about the role, we will be, announcing um we'll be releasing the full report um in november 2022 hopefully at the kendall mountain film festival so that will be this is the state of our trails and these are the recommendations to to reduce litter on our trails by 25 by 75 percent by 2025 so every time we said to people since we first set our mission um which we've updated now so um our mission is to um, is twofold, inextricably linked. It's to reduce litter on our trails and wild places by seventy five percent by twenty twenty five, and alongside that, connected to that, is to reconnect people with their wild selves and places through what we call purposeful adventure. Those two things are totally connected, you know, and they're the yin the yang. Um, like I say that, and anyone with a, you know, I'm sure you're probably sitting there going, "All right, mate, well, hold up, hold up." How are you going to say, how are you going to prove, demonstrate that you've reduced the litter by 75%, you know, when we don't even know how much litter is out there right now? Mm-hmm. 
and then how are you going to track and measure it? So literally, it's like you're talking out your ass if you if you haven't got a plan to do that, if you haven't got a scientific plan to do that. And it's always great because it's a deliberate trap because as soon as they say that, you go, oh, brilliant. That means you're in. That means you want to help because, yeah, exactly. We don't know yet. Yeah. So, our, yeah. But I suppose the report will affect everything you do then post that. So it'll set you off in the right direction. So it's a really yeah. important step. Massive, you know, and it's also really important from this very first moment. You know, you're a ten-year-old on a trail in Northern Ireland, and 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 you have decided you're going to get into this, and you're going to start collecting plastic pollution, right? So that's that's great. And actually, the great thing about collecting plastic pollution for kids, especially, is that one bottle makes a positive difference. You have made a difference to the place you love. Mm-hmm. Amazing. And it's just such a great feeling. And, and we call it um, the gateway drug to wider awareness and action. You know, so fill in a bucket of plastic plastic pollution. Generally, it doesn't stop there. You know, it's it's like, oh, shit, I like this. I've made a difference. You know, so um, that's a really nice start. But having been in school in the kind of 80s, 90s, when you would do work, which felt pretty pointless, you know, Marie Claude and John Michel had some French biscuits like what why why am I you know and, and how many French biscuits do they have? You know, yeah. it's, um I have very early on in my work with, with kids in the outdoors is I always add real world purpose to what they do. So we're gonna go and do this today and and that's cool and it'll be enjoyable, but there's also this reason. It has this wider impact. You're part of something bigger. So that kid might want to then go, well, you know what, I'm gonna record the number of bottles I collected, what brand they are, where I found them, how I felt when I found them. And I'm going to give that data to Trash Free Trails because I know it's going to be used as part of their state mm-hmm. of the trails report. And it might mean that I don't, I, I take, I actually help that in five years time, I'm never finding plastic on this trail anymore. One, because I clean it. Two, because I've helped stop it at source. So that's mm-hmm. the aim behind it. And the way we've got an amazing designer. So I, I, I Please, anyone who's working again now, please, anyone who's working in, in the mountain bike industry and listening, I I urge you to look up um, Beth Breeden. She's B on the B in the big on Instagram, and she is um, just an incredible designer. Her brother is Joe Breeden, the World Cup downhiller. Um, oh, yeah, also like a really nice guy. Um, and yeah, she does our design work, and we're working on some incredible infographics right now f- to explain the process to people on mm. this. Um, you know, one one part of the infographic is um, what we call our, you know, the kind of wheel of projects. So we say that the state of our trails report is the hub around which all of our projects will revolve and be fed by and feed into for the next five years. So, and then we've got these four main projects each year, big flagship projects that we want people to, you know, essentially they're going to be mass citizen science activations. Um, so there's there's our community. So join our community and pledge to give your efforts and your data to the state of our trails report. Um, you, you'll have our regional ambassadors. We'd love to have a Northern Ireland regional ambassador as well. Um, so please give us a shout. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got our spring trail clean tour in Easter. We've got our purposeful adventures, which we're excited to talk about soon. We're going to be launching them soon um, in the solstice week in June. And we've got our autumn litter watch, uh, which will probably be our next project. Um, we just need to get that, let, let COVID um, settle down a bit more to see if we can still do that. Um, but that's 
that's a bit more like kind of a BBC um, autumn watch, spring watch, winter watch style right, weekend. Okay. Yeah, which I'm really excited about. Like again, it's about slowing down and deepening, deepening the kind of the depth of connection that you have with people rather than just going in for two hours, unloading your van, setting up a tent, go, 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 and then driving off again. We're going to mm-hmm. be here all weekend. Let's let, let's get to know each other. Let's do some cool stuff. Um, so yeah, all of those projects feed in and they'll all feed in with different themes. You know, we've got a mental health and wellbeing project. We're going to run with um, service personnel, um, which is really exciting too. So that's going to be capturing data on again, not just the problem, what these places do for us and even more than that what taking action to protect these places from the problem can do to enhance our mental and social well-being so yeah <laughs> you have a lot going on mate <laughs> <laughs> yeah um I, I, yeah i realized i just withered away everyone but really it's really simple start for us is that you know in all the press releases we've done for the baseline the baseline study release on tuesday is there's just three steps for people who want to get started straight away is that if you've done anything to do with cleaning a trail or thinking about the litter you found in it, we've got, you can click on this little thing. You'll find it on our website. You'll find it all Instagram, social media, um, and give us your data. So literally if you've done trail cleans this year, tell us about them mm-hmm. because immediately you'll be giving us data to start off with, which is vital. You know, and we've got conversations with ordnance survey, um, commute, Forestry England, National Resources Wales, to add British Cycling, you know, to add as much like bang for the buck for, for to this project. Um, yeah. <laughs> Pause. Yeah, and it's it's cool. Your website's very cool. It's got lots of info on there on how you can get kind of involved and stuff like that and how you can make a difference, you know, 10 minutes every time you go riding, for example. Um, yeah. Take us through that a little bit because you've got – have you what five six stages in that five different stages and how people can get involved yeah um that's um that's a little bit of a i must admit i would like to develop that one a bit that's written probably a year and a half ago so things have, mm. in my mind have moved on a lot and and if you again if you look at the selfless isolation project there's a little bit more in there about that initial phase of noticing and mapping which i'd yes. like to integrate into this five stages but the the, the again the um we've got an equation i use about like grassroots you know relationship building is um uh time plus shared toil and then brackets times cups of tea equals trust um and again that's like a kind of nerdy cheesy equation for building <laughs> grassroots community relationships and, and what i mean by that is you can't rush them so you, in much like i don't believe you can rush your you go right I, I agree and believe in what Trash Free Trails are saying. I'm now a Trash Free Trails volunteer. I'm I'm in. And actually, don't jump in straight away. You know, don't, I don't think I'm probably doing – again, I'd be getting told off at SAS for this now. The fundraising team would be going, Dom, shut up. Shut up. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which is why I don't know. How, you know. Um, but I, I just think that it's like any, like any great relationship. It takes time to get to know each other. And, and also to get you to know yourself as an activist. So that's why that first stage is just go, right, I'm just going to take individual responsibility, stage one. That's it. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to look at my life as a mountain biker, as a trail user, and go, right, how can I reduce my my impact? You know, am I doing what I can within reason, you know, within financial reason, within time reason? 
because again, don't feel guilty about what you can't do. Just feel good about what you can do and see what see where that goes. Um, um, and that's a really nice place to start. So then you're on kind of stage two where you've taken individual responsibility and it might be time to just start seeing if you can pass your passion on, you know, via your social media or via your friends and family network, you know, just your, your, your mountain bike community, your mountain bike crew, just see if you can pass some messages on some things that are important to you, not what we're telling you to say, but what, what, what have made, what, you know, the things that you're feeling in your head and heart about what we've, what you've learned from us, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then that's a great one. So then maybe make an announcement on, you know, on on Instagram, for example, or, or on social media. Say look, you know, I really believe in traffic trails. These are these are my local trails. They're impacted by plastic pollution, and I, from this point on, I'm going to take action to look after them. And again, you'll be surprised what that does. You know, so you're, then you're into stage three, and you, you've been you've been involved for a few months, maybe six months. And you see that we're running our autumn litter watch. Um, and this is where it becomes really important for us because this is where you're supporting us as an organization because we would have gone to Trek, for example, and said, Trek, you know, we would like this amount of money to run this project. And these are the things we're going to do. We're going to encourage, we're going to encourage and empower 100 people around the world to run their own trail clean event. And you could be one of those people, you know, so the, so you, you've reached that stage in your relationship with us. So you go, right, yeah, I, f- I feel connected enough to this to this organization, to their aims now, that I could run an event on their behalf. Mm-hmm. That's that's so invaluable to us, you know, because that's then you're building these lovely little, if you imagine, again, I, I think of us a little bit as like a route. We want to be seen as a route system and not an over, not, not some kind of looming umbrella organization. Yes, is yes. That, is, that, is that these they're they're and then again that enables everyone to be their own people you know to have their own voice to do things in their own way but they they're all fed with the same root system and we all believe in that in my mind is that beautiful old oak tree you know we all that's what we're all serving mm-hmm. you know feeding and nourishing and it's nourishing us um so you become these little beautiful patches of life on the on the forest floor of trash free trails you know um and they all start to connect and we start to support each other. Um, so you've done that. Then that's wonderful. You know, you've run a trail clean. You've, you've, you've helped us go above target. We've done 102 Jez. How about that? You know, how about we have some more money next year, please. Uh, yeah. um, and, and it's, it's been great, you know, and by then you suddenly realize you've got a bit of a community. You've got people saying to you, um, Gareth, you know, uh, maybe we should do a trail clean in a couple of months you're up for it you know and, and they're clearly looking to you for leadership and it's like okay this is cool <laughs> a bit stressful maybe but um and then you might say well look i've got this community growing i'd be interested in becoming an ambassador mm-hmm. and then you join you know and that's great because then we know each other you've delivered a project for us so we know that you know we know that we work well together um because it might be that you've delivered that project you go you know what didn't didn't work for me that so we just stay as friends it's great we haven't committed to each other or anything at that stage um but you're in the family then you become part of the ambassador team you know, stage mm-hmm. and four. this is your this is your a team on the website yeah so then you okay. become a member of the a team and then you know within 12 months i really would love it that we've got the a team funded therefore we're having training events for the a team and you guys are becoming a bit more professionalized um so therefore you're really really able to present represent your local trails um you know and again remember that if you get to the end of the five years time 
you know, 2025, we've got where they need to be. Again, we're back to that question right at the start. Does it need to be that big? Mm-hmm. We don't want to grow as an organization like that. We, I don't want us to become, in my words, no, no criticism here. It's just my style, uh, unwieldy. Yes. And I don't want to lose connection either with the environment we're trying to protect or with the people we're asking to protect it. So I want to know you, you know, Dom, Ben, director of Trash Free Trails. I want to know Gareth, ambassador in Northern Ireland, as a friend. I want to have had a a drink of whatever kind we drink. <laughs> doesn't always have to be a beer <laughs> together with you, you know. Uh, I want to share some work with you, you know. Um, so that's why this empowering communities is so important, because we create these self-sustaining um, chapters, mm-hmm. use an American term, that that operate on their own and they they have it's up to you whether you give us your information it's not the other way around um yeah we don't command you um and and then you're in you know then what wonderful opportunity because i again i'm so proud of the some of the proudest things in my life i think really is the jobs that i help create for young people at surface against sewage so people that came as volunteers well they run beach cleans and then i saw that they were incredibly talented so we're back to Ellie and Beth here. Um, both Ellie and Beth came to Surface Gate Sewage attention, my attention via beach, leading a beach clean, f- you know, for the project I was running, to me seeing that they're really cool designers, to asking that they might do some design, to coming in to volunteer, to being Beth is now the designer for Surface Gate Sewage. Ellie runs runs did run the education program, but she's moved on. She so it's like that's what I'd love to do for. Uh, for trash trails and for people who join in so for example you're an ambassador team member in two years time you're running the trash trails northern ireland chapter you know mm-hmm. supporting mm-hmm. a couple of young people you know maybe mountain bike guides or designers you know um and we become part of an ecosystem yeah because the other thing to remember is we're small and we know we're small and we want people to you know organizations who are doing great work we want to support their great work not re what's the word like reinvent the wheel yeah well i think the individual chapter thing is quite important because it does keep a sense of community there i think with a lot of these big organizations and charities they kind of lose that and then all then all of a sudden people think well what difference can i make but if you're involved in a small chapter and everybody knows everybody yeah it's yeah. more homely. It's more family orientated than never seeing this massive big organization that you know you're you're just kind of a number to almost. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's nice to hear that actually. Yeah, it, it's a it's incredibly difficult. So again, you know, Pete and Hugo, if you're listening, <laughs> I I <laughs> acknowledge it's incredibly difficult, and the work they've done is nuts. Like I couldn't do it because another reason again. I always like to, so it's a bit like my sabbatical saying I did it to raise money for mental health and for traffic trails. Let's be honest, everyone knows what the main reason I'm doing it because I wanted to go and ride my mountain bike in Oregon, do you know? Mm. And, uh, and the the same thing for this is that the main reasons, you know, the re, re, some, of the, some of the main reasons I'm doing it is because one, I don't feel gifted enough as a runner of an organization to get, to take it to the level, you know, that surface gain sewage is at. So it's not like, it's not just that I don't want to do that. It's like, yeah. but, um, but I think that that means that it's very important. You acknowledge that to yourself and you go, right, well, how do I deal with that skill 
the lack of the, the skill set lack. You will deal with it by never, never trying to dominate and you know or take over anything. You know, you just say this is what I believe in. This is how you, this is you know. Do you believe in it? Amazing. These are the way that you could help us, and I hope we can help you. Um, so, so it's, I really appreciate you saying that. And, and the other thing I got quite excited as well is that I don't like because um, mountain bikers too, like a lot of us, mountain bikers, mountaineers surfers you know trail runners were quite a contrary bunch as well like you know uh, british cycling came to us and said look and forestry england both of them said look we'd quite like to, to work with you guys if we can get some it worked out um because we, we do find it difficult to engage with um the mountain bike community okay you know so again we're a tiny organization but they said well you seem to be doing quite well at engaging with the mountain bike community and again it's because we're not i'm, I'm not trying to say you've got to be this way or that I'm not trying mm. to say if you want to post about this, you have to use this image and this block of text, you know, and you, you can't use that because of our brand guidelines. Our brand guidelines are, um, you know, especially with the ambassador team, is we don't put anything else. We don't put anything out that we don't we haven't taken care out over. So it doesn't you have, don't have to use the same font or the same images or the same posters. It just has to be you have to you have to have taken great care over it. Mm-hmm. So, and that's clear and that's communicated to people because if you demonstrate care that will come back tenfold in my opinion again so if i you know a really cool thing this week is um a friend connection at patagonia and they don't like being talked about but, but they made 10 of their um seconds samples jackets available to our volunteer team right cool and, okay and it's just amazing for me because a good example was this woman um, who have become, you know, a really in, lower, lover. She's a good friend. She'd be embarrassed now. Sorry about it, you know. Um, <laughs> I really admire her and her, and, her, and her boys. So her boys are the, they're called the Trail Rippers on um, on Instagram. Two young young lads from um, uh, Corris in the Dovey Forest in, in Mid Wales. Amazing, you know, but she's a single mum and, and works so hard to get these kids out on their bikes all the time, you know, like it's all about giving them these amazing experiences. And I said, look, you know, I'd like to give you one of these jackets. Is that is that okay? And she's like, oh my god, amazing! My waterproof hasn't worked for like two years. So wow. it's like, you know, and I know, I know, and I, you know, being slightly cynical, I know that that is care that that will come back to Trashery Trails mm-hmm. because you, yeah, for sure, yeah. And, and that, again, it's that's for me community, you know. Your, yeah, like chatting about community, do you think the the trash f- through trails things, even though it's kind of aimed at mountain bikers, do you think that will help communities? You know, do you think it'll help the bikers come together with the trail walkers, with even mm-hmm. the horse riders, with the runners? Do you think that can build a community there too? More, co- you know, communication between those different kind of um I don't really know what to call them, but those those different User kind groups. of user groups yeah 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 um so it's a, it's a good one because i've been talking to you about you know the, the the you know this this um podcast is we're hoping it you know it helps people direct people towards our state of our trails report because that's that you know like a primary project right now so it's a really important one actually because the scientist my lead supervisor on the masters incredible guy um uh, dr martin kerr um he told me off struck quite early on for using the word prove and uh and I, so I, when you say, do I think, I think I'm going to be wary of that. And I'm going to say, I hope. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've anecdotally experienced it in my personal and professional life. So I I have a strong belief that it will happen. 
But the great thing, again, about the state of our trails report is for the first time, really, I, it hasn't happened at Surface Against Sewage. You know, as big as they are, they haven't done work like this. And, I, you know, I'm hoping we can achieve it, is that we will be able to demonstrate whether that's happened. So, so the state of our trails report isn't just about how many pieces of plastic is out there, where it was, what brand they were. Like I said, it's the yang, the yin to it as well. So it's how do people feel about this? What have been the knock-on benefits to the to the local and wider community? You know what? So by in five years' time, we'll be able to say we've helped with community. You know building community community cohesion in these areas or not whether we have or not we might hopefully we haven't damaged it but mm. you know so that's really exciting too because there sadly we do need to demonstrate these things if we want to re- replicate them yes yeah it's very exciting um and people can go to your website trashfreetrails.org and get all the info on there um yes yeah it's a Again, it's a really cool. I'm sorry, I'm overexcited about it because we've got a spinning, a spinning gift banner for the state of our trails report. So it's the first thing you'll see, and then click through, and you'll um, find out immediately. Depending on when the podcast goes out, you'll find out. You'll have the story to click through to immediately, which has some immediate actions you can take. And then as the weeks and months pass, especially towards the autumn litter watch, um, there'll be some clear tasks and projects to get involved with. Um, um, through the State of Our Trails report um, page. Yeah, cool, cool. Um, well, I hope you all the best with that. I, I think it'll, I think it'll go really well. I think it's something we need. You know, it's it's a weird one, man. I can't understand. I, I do struggle to understand why people drop mm. drop litter on their trails, especially when they're using them. Um, you know, and I used to think when I was on the trails. It was the wind blowing stuff to certain, you know, the bins go over full, mm-hmm. the wind picks it up, blows rubbish, and it all ends up at a certain, but it's not, because you see all this stuff in certain, you know, people will stop, you'll see yeah, two bottles and two energy gels, and then in another area, you'll see a couple of chocolate bar wrappers, and then in another, you know, so people are obviously stopping, taking breaks and dumping stuff. It blows my mind how people can do that, but... Yeah. I like the way you're going at it from more of an educational thing. And because to me, I would look at it as well. You shouldn't really even have to be taught that, you know, that that is wrong to do something like that, but you look at it at a very different from a different angle, which I really like because we need that. Me going up there with a big sharp stick just wouldn't work. <laughs> it's it's tricky. Oh yeah. Well, I appreciate you saying that. And, and again, I'd never want anyone to sit here and, uh, you know, again, I'll be honest and say, look, in the background, I am ranting and raving. But actually, I've, you know, again, working with kids with severe behavior problems, that's pretty good. That's pretty good training for this. You know, being a naughty kid in school, like, you know, I almost got expelled numerous times. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, I had I had my brushes with, with, um, you know, <laughs> adult authority, should we say, during my 20s, yeah. you know. Um, and the one thing I've got is if, if I feel that you're patronizing or judging or trying to dominate me, you're going to get a pretty bad reaction. At, at best, I'm not going to listen to you. At worst, you know what I'm saying, you know. Mm-hmm. And 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 generally, anyone who you know these got you know anyone who who I uh, don't use these terms, but some people use the term thinks it's okay. I don't think that's ever even coming into their brain, but thinks it's okay to drop litter in these places are probably not going to be the most open to ha- having people call them a scumbag. Yeah, yeah. Know? Like so, you're not you're you're not go, like 
I would say 100% you're not going to, unless you've got really draconian laws there. So you're coming in with like US style $400 fines, which might have their place. We might find that. You, you know, if you're just going in just with your stick and your rage, you're not going to have, you're not going to get generally the reaction that you want. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I would probably have done more littering just to piss you off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know? um, so that's the first thing. And then, and then the second thing is, I think we've got, we've got a responsibility. So we all say we would never have thought to do it, but I ask everyone just to sit and think again, maybe part of your mindfulness, go out in the trails and like do a bit of mindfulness and just go, you know, maybe you see a Lucas bottle and you're about to have a rage, have a little bit of mindfulness and go, right, I'm going to trace my life as a user of the outdoors. Because again, we've, we, we, do, we are mountain bikers first and foremost, but, but trash free trails, our strap line is for riders, runners and roamers alike. So we want everyone to really communicate that, it, that everyone is welcome if, if they would like to add their passion to our cause. Mm-hmm. Um, but to, to go out and go, right, my life in the outdoors what moments have I had? What role models have I had that have led me to being the person I am in, that, in the outdoors now? And I will almost guarantee that we haven't just naturally come to this stance where we don't drop litter in there, you know? Mm. We, we've gone through a process of learning. And then, and then transport yourself to inner city Birmingham where the litter, in some places, the litter issue is absolutely horrific. And that's all you've ever known um and it's all you've ever known that you just that the people use single use and they dispose of it wherever they want to and they use more of it and more of it and more of it and they've been programmed to to use and dispose use and dispose and this is how places look and so then that's what they learn and then you expect them with no other conversation to come into a trail center pay for parking same as they would do maybe in the city center um, go to the shop, buy Lucasade, go out onto the trails, which might feel a little bit like a roller coaster. And we've not had, we've not had a single conversation with them about their responsibilities to that environment. And we ex- we expect them, and they- then we condemn them mm-hmm. with a no work. You know, I, I, honestly, I get more angry about that <laughs> than I do. Uh, you know. Yeah. If you really so, if, if, if people listen to this that have listened for <laughs> however long you you you, you cut it down to. If, if you genuinely want to protect, you know, the, our trail, the, the ecological health of the trails and the, and the wild spaces that host those trails, we're not doing enough right now. So we need to come up with new ways of doing things. And we, one of the primary ones is how do we connect with these people who we call litter bugs? Yeah. You see, it's a very nice way of putting it and a good way of thinking about it. And I think we do need to do something like that because taking that angry stance of shouting at people and whatever it hasn't worked until now so it's obviously not working um so your your vision on it your stance on it is much much better um so is there anything on your website about that kind of stuff sadly not yet no uh yeah it's um yeah again holding hands up here so another cool one is like if anyone's listening you know i know a lot of people are furloughed now and things like that and if you've got skills that that's again part of that kind of relationship building things. If you've got skills that you think trash free trails is for everyone, you know, for anyone who uses the trails. So it's as much yours as it is mine. And if you have skills that you think can support our work, as in you look at our website and you go, you know what? I could do a hell of a job on this website for these guys. Please give us a shout, you know, because 
I'm, I'm, I'm pretty proud, and I'll probably be a bit defensive if I'm honest, but 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 mm-hmm. I am I am aware that we that our mission and our aim is more important than my pride and self esteem, you know. So mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yes, so I yeah, aware of the need to do it. And again, if you're an organisation who would like to, it's, I suppose I'm not very good at this either, uh, Gareth. Is that we're a CIC, a community interest company, which is essentially charity, you know, non-profit charity. Mm-hmm. So we exist only with financial support from from individuals, um, you know, mountain bike industry, trail using industry, um, trusts and grants. Um, so you know, please, if you're at all interested, we've we've got a scaling system proportional to, to to mean if you're a small organization and you want to support us financially you will get the same recognition as the bigger organization based on the proportionality mm-hmm. it's consider it you know consider if you you know we we're good at what we do there's loads more we can do and there's loads we can learn so you know you you can help us do some good work that way too yeah yeah for sure man for sure well you've got a lot going on there and there's a lot for people to get involved with and and help out um so best place to go dom is just trashfeetrails.org trashfeetrails.org and we're really active um again as a small organization on instagram you know it's a really nice way of just getting in touch with us because i can say hello quickly so please you know start po- if you do some posts it'd be, it's wonderful for us to to tag at trashfeetrails to use the hashtag trash free trails and if you're doing some scientific some data reporting use the hashtag state of our trails honestly that's amazing we're capturing that and that will go in the report so your your actions will have real world impact um well wider real world impact um and and yeah website drop me an email dom at trashfreetrails.org if you want to have a wider chat um you know about anything please do it's, it's so cool for us to hear from people especially around the world who are thinking the same things and um, yeah, I'm not. Sh- hopefully, you'll put this in at the end. But I'm talking to you today because of the support of the, you know, the people that have stuck the neck out for us. So, you know, Bosch e-bike systems have made it possible for us to launch this project and for it to look so cool. So I want to thank them and, um, you know, let them know that we intend to do a great job on this project and, and the faith they've put in us. So, um, and thanks to you, Gareth, for, um, you know, giving me an hour and thirty-three. Point three three minutes <laughs> of your time to talk about our, our work. Thank you. Not a problem, not a problem. It's something that needs to be done. I'm glad you guys are out there for sure, you know, kicking it off and getting the ball rolling and getting people thinking that they actually can do something and that they actually can make a difference. And I think that's the problem until there's a, there's a certain amount of people involved in it. People just think, well, you know, I'll come up here tomorrow and there'll be rubbish here again. So what's the point? But there is a point. Everybody uh, makes a difference, you know. You give me a chance at a really cool uh, thing to say as well. It's that we have a chance. So there's no tide on the trails. Like being a beach cleaner is such a, such a depressing oh, thing. Oh, dude, that's brutal. Yeah, with a tidal. Oh. You get plastic deposits yeah. on your beach. And it, it's come from everywhere, you know. The it's come from of, like, miles bottles away. Bottles <laughs> of China, and, and you know, it's come from everywhere. It's such a difficult, tran, like transboundary global issue. The litter on what are your local trails? Sorry, Gareth. Uh, yeah, uh, well, Dava and Garva would be my locals. Right, yeah. So Dava and Garva, the lit- litter on those trails, except for helium balloons. So don't even get me started on those. We got too oh. long. Um, has the people who use that trail are the tide so it's it's completely a behavioral issue it's totally solvable 
which is a wonderful thing because we can demonstrate what's possible. And if, if, if you imagine, you know, and we've already had our reports of our first completely tr um, clean trail um, in Gloucestershire, Cranham mountain bike trails, three separate people don't, don't know each other have been there during this lockdown period and found nothing at all. Couldn't find a single piece of litter. Excellent. It's doable. Right. So yeah. that's the coolest thing. And all this talk I've witted on about all these different ethoses all the way through this. Hopefully I haven't confused people too much, but but just forget everything. Go full Edward Abbey, put everything down and go, right, I'm going out my bike today. I'm going to take I'm going to leave a tiny bit of space in my pack. And I, that space is going to be full with plastic pollution when I get back. That's it. And then go look yourself in the mirror or look at your kids if they've gone out with you and say, well done. Yeah. See, yeah, it takes that. It takes that. That's it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, very, very good. Well, Dom, thanks so much for coming on. It's been awesome chatting with you. And um, I hope everything goes really well. And I'll keep an eye. I'm going to get back. I'm still a multi at the minute. When I get back home, I'll, I'll certainly get in contact again, see what we can do to, to help yeah. out. Yeah, I've got I've got a map here on the uh, on the wall. I've hand drawn a map. Not not it's not the greatest, but sadly I haven't got a dot. I've not got any dots on um on in northern in Ireland yet. So I'd love yeah. to. Good. So there's nothing in the north or nothing in the south there at the minute. Not yet. Not that people have told us. You know, though that's one thing to be really clear is I know there'll be loads of people doing cool stuff there. So I'm not saying there's nothing going on. I'm just yes. saying that um you know we haven't made managed to connect with anyone yet, which yeah. would be cool. It's been a pleasure, mate. Um, have a good day and I hope everything goes well. And the COVID thing obviously has put a little bit of a, you know, a, a difficult time with you there. But you'll you'll get up and rolling again. You've, you've got a good plan ahead of you. So well done, sir. Well done. Thank you very much. Yeah, and speak soon. Hope you enjoyed that, folks. I hope you got plenty from that episode. And let's all get involved. Let's do something to support trash free trails and let's get the rubbish off our trails none of us like to see that i'm sure none of us like to see empty plastic bottles etc lying on the trails when we're out enjoying nature enjoying our weekend getaway from the office whatever it may be we don't want to see that kind of stuff so let's get involved you can visit dom and the trash free trails crew at trashfreetrails.org and uh, show your support and find out how you can get involved there now, Dom, thanks so much for coming on the show. I hope you enjoyed your episode and I hope that your 2020 season goes well. And with all the events and everything you have planned there, I hope that all runs smooth and uh, you get more people involved and let's get these trash-free trails cleaned. Now, thanks once again for tuning into the podcast this week, folks. I do appreciate it. Now, and if you want to help and support the show, the best way is by subscribing, rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Every one of your ratings helps boost us on Apple's algorithms and helps spread the good word about the show to more people. If you're not on Apple, you can also find us and subscribe via Stitcher, Spotify and Podbean or whatever podcast platform you may listen to your shows on. We are on 99% of them. We also have a website, mtb-tribe.com, where you can find the complete bike catalogue, listen and download every show from there. You can also subscribe and get one email per week with a quick and easy link to listen to the show. You can also find us and get involved on social media at MTV Tribe on Instagram and Facebook. And please share with friends, family, whoever you may think could benefit from the podcast and help them get out on a bike and make them be a little more stoked on the trails. So until next week, folks, thanks for being here again. And I will speak to you next week on another MTV Tribe podcast. But until then, get the bikes out, hit the trails. 
and stay MTB stoked.